This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is your AEW Dynamite review for January 19th, 2022. Which I will call Moxley Day. Moxley Day. Moxley is back. And I know I know you're really excited to talk about one particular promo. Really oh, yeah. excited to talk about Cody Rhodes' promo, right? Oh. Um <laughs> it happens. I'm just kidding. I know you're ready to talk about that Mox promo. We're ready 100%. to talk about a lot. There is so much that happened on this show from last week to not that it was a bad show, but the complaints we had with last week, too. Yeah. Man, it's they like really... It's completely different dynamite. They really, really hit a home run with this one. They really read Twitter, didn't they? <laughs> they did. I, that's why I'm so... I have so much faith in the way they book shows and the way that Tony Khan runs this company is that I really, really think he listens to what we say. Not us necessarily individually, us two. But us as a I fan base, does. I think he really listens. <laughs> he may listen to us. Who knows? Is uh, that secret? Can... Is that extra follower we've just got <laughs> on <great>. Spotify? What's <laughs> up, TK? Right. Before we get into that, uh, I want to remind everybody to listen to all of our other content, our Dynamite Rampage reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Also, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. And please give us a follow on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you podcast at. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on Twitter. And if you don't mind, if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you can give us a a five-star rating at. Please do that. Because otherwise, the fairies die and the little yeah. pixies. Save them with the stars. Yep. All right. So, Sarah. Woody. Are you ready to talk about Moxley? Yes. All right. I'm just going to let you have the floor. How about it? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my Moxley promo review. <laughs> Moxley turned up looking absolutely fierce. Um. Look, this guy is looking so healthy, happy, like reinvigorated. I feel like a bit of like AW Souls come back. Not the fact that like, you know, it was a horrible show without him, but it just makes me feel better knowing I've got another one of my boys back. So that makes me happy. Um, whoever shouted uh, out stuff at him, you're brave. Uh, um, dude. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do um, that. You wouldn't say it to his direct face, so I wouldn't say no. it from across the room. No. But I just want to say, that promo from Marx, I think, and pretty much all his promos are pretty fire, but I think that one at that time, in this time, and in my mm. time right now in my life, was so significant. Um, Amen. Fighting your own demons is so tiring, exhausting. It's hard work. Um, and you can like you can look completely fine on the surface, like you can put masks on or whatever. Um, but like inside it's turmoil. But the way he's like overcome his like demons and stuff, I you mm-hmm. can't not admire the guy. Um so yeah, it was very poignant and it hit me in my heart and my gut and yes I did cry because it just resonated too much with me if that makes sense um yeah so yeah I I love this and I do love the fact that apparently now he only drinks blood so (laughs) I now have a vampire thing as well still and I haven't had that since I was like 19 like the vampire craze so I was coming back (laughs) (laughs) Uh, look as much crap as I've given you about Moxley over the history of this show, 
Um, mm. Just just know that whole time listening to you get to talk about Mike Seagan <laughs> about that promo, I was smiling the whole time. Yeah, so he's happy, amazing. so happy to 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 know you you got that because uh, oh, I know, boy. yeah, I know it's so important to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, drinking blood now. That's all he's drinking. Yeah. This this man from this promo looks dangerous. Oh my god, he even said if you thought I was dangerous before, and I'm like, oh dear, yeah. God. <laughs> Because that promo was a babyface promo. It was him mm. just, they just gave him the mic. Oh, go yeah. speak from your heart. And mm. it, there's, it's not a scripted anything. He's, he's shooting from the hip, telling you exactly yeah. how he feels. This is as raw and real as you're going to get. But his actions, everything about the way he was walking, the way yeah. he was looking, screams heel to me. It screams. I'm going to do everything it takes to win matches, mm. which is, means I'm probably going to beat down your, your favorite baby faces if I have to. And this is not, uh, you could call him a tweener, uh, but it's, it's yeah. it has, he has all of the, the trappings of just He's a br- such a good brutal. heel as well. He's yes. such a good heel. It's coming. Uh, everything about the way he was walking to the ring. What He slapped a sign out of a fan's hand on the yep. way to the ring. I'm not sure what the sign said. It could have said, welcome back, Mox. It didn't matter at that point. <laughs> it, it didn't matter. He just he, You could just tell that attitude. Fired up, man. He's like completely oozing, reinvigorated. Oozing. Yes. And um, if, you, if you're sitting near a rail when he's yeah. leaving the leaving ringside, move your knees because he doesn't yeah. care. Like yeah, Literally, see, he'll just smash you I ever get to a show. I'd love to be like at the front so I could like, hi Marks, hi Eddie, how are you? But I'm also petrified that either one of them will land on me and crush me, or that I will lose my kneecaps. <laughs> the, he, yeah, you might want to play it safe. You might want to, you might want to sit somewhere back where that guy was sitting when he was yelling at Mark. Yeah, that might, oh, that might just like, space. just like we're loads of crash padding or something, just like. <laughs> Sarah's, show, Sarah's showing up front row in bubble wrap. Pretty much, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. the next thing that I need, and I know Eddie's like, you know, his orbital and uh, fracture and yeah. stuff. I think yeah. they've said on um, What Culture News that it's probably going to be three weeks, they're thinking, until he's back in the ring. But I'm hoping. Yeah. But I don't have to wait three weeks. Boys to reunite. You wonder how long that's going to take, even when he gets back, for them to reunite because there's something going on with Eddie and then Proud and Powerful and all that. So he may be, he may be a little bit distracted when he gets back. I don't know. No, I think so. Nah, he's good for his boy. Okay, he's he's got a lot going on himself too. uh, While Moxley was gone, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I tell you, Moxley. Just him being back on the show is just an injection of adrenaline yeah. that the show. Not to say it was, not to say it needed like like yeah. it, was a, it was a fun show while he was gone, but really it it alters the way the show feels. His, oh, hundred percent. It's it's an yeah. added bit of like I don't want to say like danger, but a bit of jeopardy. Like if like mm-hmm. he's got a problem with somebody, he's not exactly just going to like wait to tell no. them. Um, yep. And also, they brought out a new mock shirt, so it looks like I'm shopping. Ooh. <laughs> well, there you go. You got Sarah's money. hundred percent. Always have my money. Um, so, yeah, it was really good. Just wait till they get the Moxley vampire shirts out. Oh, oh boy. Halloween, baby. Yum, yum. Come get you some. Next. Are we moving on from Mox now? I got. I want to check with you first before we do move on. From I mean, Mox. I could literally talk about it for about four I know hours, you... so you might as well. <laughs> I know you could. I just didn't want to move on without your permission, because this... Ma'am, was your segment for sure. <laughs> if there ever was one. Yes, right. yes. Um, I'm I love allowed. Moxley. I'll probably, I'll probably say something at the end of like the whole okay. show, but yes. All right. Um, but next we had MJF and Wardlow in the back. Look, MJF kind of apologized. Uh, kind of uh. told him, kind of told Wardlow happy birthday because it was his birthday. Uh, but kind but he of... also told R-Truth his happy birthday. <laughs> he did on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and everyone was like, <laughs> but he also told Wardlow that he was docking his pay because of his attitude towards him because of him putting his hands on MJF and MJF as we know is Wardlow's employer uh, but he told Wardlow he could get that money back if he wins this face of the revolution match and gets the TNT title for MJF that 
MJF would give him his money back. How did you like this whole segment? Specifically, Wardlow's facial expressions in the background. I literally. That, that was I, gold. I listen to MJF. I don't watch him. I watch Wardlow in the back constantly. Because, it, look, you don't need to watch MJF's face to know that he's being an absolute a-hat. <laughs> the words are enough. If you watch Wardlow when MJF is talking, especially oh. when he's talking about stuff about Wardlow, it is gold. Absolute gold. You know, uh, it's we're all waiting for Wardlow to snap. We're all 100%. waiting. Hundred percent. We're all waiting for the breakup. But I'm gonna miss this. Yeah. I'm gonna miss this. I'm gonna miss Wardlow with Spears. I'm gonna miss so much of this. Um, I just. But it's so fun to to enjoy it while it's happening because it's yeah. gonna be gone. It's gonna be gone before too long. Yeah. Um, love it though. Love it. I, I, I did, I, and I mentioned it before. I usually like it when the show kicks off with a match, but when you got something like Moxley happening, Moxley I don't give a back. crap about a match if Moxley yeah. first. Sorry, it's totally, totally cool <laughs> with that. Totally cool. But in this match, Adam Cole and Britt Baker got the victory over Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander after Adam Cole hit the boom knee strike on uh, OC to finish it. But before that happened. Orange Cassie accidentally put Britt Baker through a table, which enraged Adam Cole. Uh, Awesome victory. Awesome opening match for the show. What did you think about it? Oh, my God. This this is like, you know, last week I was like, I'm really worried that the, like, this is going to be like a WWE thing, like the Seth and Becky and Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin thing. And, oh, my God, it wasn't. And I'm so happy because I was genuinely scared. Um. (laughs) I, I love the fact that um, this whole thing works because AEW aren't scared to kind of like, well, a, a, a female could technically, you know, mm-hmm. be up a guy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yes. It can be done. Yes. So yep. why would we like not even suggest that could happen? Um, yep. So I, I do love that fact that the fact that I mean, it's obviously meant to be Chris Statlander, Britt Baker in the ring, and then Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy and Adam Cole. But I yeah. love the fact that Britt was lay- Britt was laying on the floor, and uh, Chris Statlander went up to the top row. Adam Cole was like, "No, no, no, you won't do it because I'm here." And she was like, "No, nah, I'll do it," yeah. and just squashed them both. That <laughs> was she is my girl, man. That was perfect. Brilliant. That was done. brilliant. Yeah, that was an um, awesome spot. I love the fact that Britt Baker and Adam Cole are like, <laughs> they remind me of Team Rocket out of Pokemon, but like the little dastardly um, little plans that they had. Like, all right, Britt, it's time to get the table. Okay, let's get the table. So they set up the table, <laughs> and then it, it was mm-hmm. just like, oh dear, and um, Britt went through the table. <laughs> and you're going to see Adam Cole's face is like, like the full, like, the sense of like darkness, just like, oh, oh dude, you messed up. <laughs> he may have, he may have the best reaction face. Oh, he has in great AW right faces. Now. Uh, and speaking of faces, the spot where Britt Baker was on the outside with Chris Statlander, yeah, Adam Cole was on the inside with Orange Cassidy, and <clears throat> Britt hit the Pittsburgh Sunrise. Adam yep. Cole hits the Panama Sunrise, and then Orange Cassidy kicks out, and you have both Baker and yeah. Adam Cole. <laughs> With the shocked faces standing oh, at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Perfect camera shot. Camera, oh, camera folks, production, y'all nailed it with that one. That was so yeah. good. You know, see Brett Marvin. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got the yeah. got the, the Tony Schiavone, what the F. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's going to be a, so, a, a so gift. good. Um, and then obviously, like when the match is finished, like the doctor's checking on Brett and Adam Cole just pulls him away. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> If I was injured on the floor and a doctor came to help me and my husband removed the doctor from me, I'm pretty annoyed. Like, Bring the doctor, doctor back. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. He does. Dude, you have no idea. Why don't you, why you bring the doctor? Um, you're a wrestler, not a medical <laughs> professional. Oh, so good. <laughs> So then, obviously, like a little bit later on, after Adam Cole's match, and you know, Britt Baker yeah. didn't get medical attention for some reason, her <laughs> other half didn't seem she needed it. Um, <laughs> although she just got flattened through a table. Um, 
I, was it Tony Schiavone or Alex Marvez? One of them was at the back wanting to chat to Adam Cole. He basically just took the mic and was like, get out of here. And it was just like, so, um, he looked really, really mad, like, human. Yeah. And he really conveyed that well. And he was like, so, next week, we're having a lights out match. Anything goes. And I was like, hi. Now, they don't do them often, but when AEW do these lights out matches, they are beautiful. Yes. Um, Be- beach break in Cleveland, which is weird, by the way. Yeah, they have a beach, beach- apparently. But still, Beach Break in Cleveland is shaping up to be spectacular. 100%. And I've, like, there's a running theory that I saw on Twitter today. And I think Adam Wilbur mentioned it on Watch Culture. And I 100% agree with this that this is so Adam Cole can have a loss and it not matter. Hmm. So he can go on to face Hangman for the belt. Because if he gets lost on record, it takes him off yeah. the number one spot. Mm. Does that, loses the match against Hangman for the belt, ends up sort of like with the feud with um, the elite and all that type of stuff, and eventually turns babyface, and then he'll eventually win the belt as a babyface. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Hmm. So, so we're, we're thinking OC is going to win next week. Yeah. Maybe kind it of. just makes we'll sense. Yeah, it does. And I think I think that it, it, I love you know where some of these feuds draw out a little too long. This one's been going for a pretty good yeah. bit, you know. But it, it, this one to me hasn't. I feel like it's peaking at the right time. This isn't like, my heart. It, yeah, <laughs> if this is if, if this is the end of it. I think it's peaking perfectly, mm. and it's it's it definitely because of how the feud's been going mm. and. Specifically, the table spot that he took personally, that Adam Cole, yeah, like you did that to my girlfriend. How dare you? And that, and that gave him the reason to oh, yeah. want a lights out match. It wasn't yeah, just yeah. It lights wasn't out just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like we got there organically, and man, now it's got a chance to really peak at the highest and really mm. feel awesome next week. So, really excited for that. Oh, 100%. No matter how it ends up, yeah, excited <laughs> for it. Um, I'm wondering how this is going to end up, by the way, though. As Marvez, Alex Marvez was backstage with Chris Jericho and Proud and Powerful. Oh. And Santana and Ortiz were not happy with how Chris Jericho was talking about Eddie Kingston. I love this so much. They ended up walking away from Jericho. You feel me? <laughs> Chris Jericho, I don't feel you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, such an old white guy thing to I say. Know, very Jericho, just. I don't feel you. What does it mean? <laughs> but so is this the beginning of the end of the inner circle? Look, I've said this for ages and I agree with Eddie. Like Santana Ortiz have been nowhere near them titles in the entire time they've been in the company. They've probably had a sniff around them, but they've not been anywhere directly near them. Mm-hmm. And it's the entire time they've been with the inner circle because the inner circle, although it is a faction and Yes, they're a group and like, you know, they're together and stuff. Yeah. Mainly everything that they do as a group is kind of to help Jericho out. If you look at it, the only yeah. thing that's yeah. been done individually is Sammy Guevara getting that TNT, TNT. belt when Jericho wasn't there. <laughs> valid point. That's a valid um, point. So I I honestly think it could be one of them things where Look, I like the inner circle. I think they're great. I did prefer them as heels. I definitely prefer yeah. Jericho as a heel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also prefer Sammy Guevara as a heel. Santana and Ortiz Me can be too. whatever they want. They're just brilliant. Um, yeah. But I want them as heels. <laughs> Basically, make everybody heel. Um, <laughs> but I do think that they can, like, kind of put the inner circle on, like, a back burner for a bit and, like, you know, just, like, take Jericho away for a while because... He's just all the time. Yeah. Um, it's like a like a two-year-old on sugar. It's too much sometimes, Jericho. Calm down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then get something on the old teeth and dumbbells. <laughs> I demand I, it. <laughs> Sarah demands it, TK. She demands it. And by the end of 2022, if they do not have those belts, I uh, will 
We're, I don't we're know. waiting. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I what are you going to do, Sarah? I will write a tweet about how happy I am. <laughs> oh, look out. She's coming for you on Twitter. And I All try right. to stay positive on Twitter. <laughs> Very difficult. Keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> um, um, I, what I do think, I think you're correct. I think something needs to happen with the inner circle. It's been kind it's of getting doing... a bit like samey. Yeah. And it really hasn't been the inner circle for a while, for being no. honest. I know they're technically still a faction, but it hasn't really been physically together. Yeah. Uh, people have been gone and, and back and gone and back and doing their own thing. So I think what should happen now with this is that literally this is the end, the breakup of the inner circle, whether they officially announce it or not, or people just go their own way. Mm. So let this let this be it. Let it go away. And then a few years down the road. Big reunion for someone yeah, helping somebody out. It, well, yeah, a few years down the road when it's at the end of Jericho's yeah. active, active wrestling career, that's when you bring them back for one last time for the mm. end of Jericho's uh yeah, at the end of his run when he's gonna yep. not wrestle full time anymore, and that's when you get that really uh, emotional reunion. I think that that mm-hmm. that's there. You can always go to that eventually, but yeah, yeah. I, think that, I think this is the time now to break it up before it does really get. Yeah, um, otherwise to, it's just gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, when they get back together, we we might not look back on it fondly. Yeah, you know? exactly. So we want we want to be able to do that. So. Yeah. Um. Next, CM Punk squashed Sean Spears. Literally. Squ- who had this as a squash match on their, on their <laughs> bingo card? Sean Spears not. definitely didn't. No. <laughs> Bless him. Man, he just walked right into that GTS in the story. And that was right after uh, MJF had come out on commentary. So I think MJF had just gotten the headset on then. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I literally love the fact that Sean Spears was like, MJF, MJF. Watch me. Watch what I do. What did I do? And he's like, okay, I'm watching. Oh, no. Boom. It's okay. Done. It's like one of them Done. kids that's trying to get the parents' attention. Like, like the family split up and the dad takes the kid <laughs> to a swimming pool. And he can't be that bothered because football's on. And the kid's like, dad, watch me. Watch me. He's like, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was keeping up with the scores, man. <laughs> What happened? What makes it even funnier is that they they gave this full video package before the match. Oh too, yeah, which which was highlighting uh, Sean Spears's promo from from Rampage, which was brilliant. I love but, hearing that again. <laughs> but you get this, yeah, this build up to like, oh, we're gonna get this match, and he's gonna expose CM Punk, and then yeah, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, I love it because he was like all on Twitter doing it as well, and he's like, um, I think he says something like. This may be um, your guy. And I think I just quote Cheetah going, he is a guy, but you are also a guy. <laughs> I don't know why. I was in a really weird mood the other day. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I get it's a bit, like, sucky for Sean Spears. Yeah. Um, and I understand, you know, it's not, it's not great, but... Yeah, for this story right now, exactly, it was needed because yes, we've got to prove like MGF is really running out of people to like kind of put forward. Um, yeah, for the story um, they're telling, this was yeah. this is well done. It was yeah, perfect. Yeah. And now MGF has lost his scarf. So. Yes, uh, yeah, because MGF tried to sneak up behind CM Punk after the match, didn't work out, and in the end, correct, CM Punk ended up with MGF's scarf. Um, I don't know what MGF was more upset about. The fact that <laughs> that, that <laughs> Sean Spears lost, the fact that CM Punk exists, or the fact he lost his scarf. I would like to point out that MGF's scarf on Twitter yes. is, is a great follow, by the way. Changed oh, 100%. His, temporarily changed his name to CM Punk's scarf. Absolute oh, gold. Love that. Well done, dude. Yes. Well done. Uh, but I, what I'm looking forward to now with this is not only, obviously, we're all looking forward to MJF versus Sam Punk at some point, mm. but I'm looking forward to the interaction between Sean Spears and Wardlow. Because that with, and MJF, because I want to see too, how MJF is going to react to Spears. But he's given loads of like crap to Wardlow about it. Yeah, but like Spears has been the one like in Wardlow's ear, like telling him how to do things for so long. Yeah. 
And like Wardlow had Punk beaten for all intents and purposes. He had it done. About 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Spears like, lasted 30 seconds. <laughs> it's one move and he's done. So I just I think there's there's an opportunity for a really cool segment between those two. Yeah. Considering how both matches went down, they can compare notes and see, yeah. see what they and, come up with. And come to the conclusion that MJF is the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian's got a problem too. Christian oh, God. Christian's problem is in the form of Billy Gunn and the gun club. Because I mean Billy, they are big problems. Yes. <laughs> Billy Gunn, you know, like him and Christian have known each other for a long time. So yep. it's like he's meeting up with his buddy out back, out behind the building. He's wanting to, to, to ask about getting a title match, a tag title match for his, his sons to take on Jurassic Express. Christian says, dude, you got you to gotta earn it. You know, like they're a top five team, but, you know, you got to show me something. Well, they showed him something because they had a trap set and the gun club, you know, blindsided Christian. They lawn dart him into the uh, – into a loading dock door, uh, and, and there we have it. So I guess a message has been sent, and we're going to get uh, Gun Club versus Jurassic Express at some point, right? Yeah, and I'm also extremely happy, AEW, that you brought back the whole he's commandeered a cameraman instead of just having, like, a yeah. hidden yeah. camera. Yeah. Like, it's so, so much more authentic. It makes so much well, sense. This is obvious why the camera is there, why the cameraman's there. Yeah. So that's really good. It's a good point. Uh, now it's, it's the Cody Rhodes promo, and there are some questions. A lot of questions coming out of this. Uh, a lot of like, yes, shoots as well. <laughs> is is Cody one of the best promos in the business? Nope. Uh, did he build the Forbidden Door? Yes. Is Cody resigning with AEW? Yes. Who is Gunter McGillibuddy? Well, that's a whole different story about a whole other podcast <laughs> that we do not cover. And by the way, we're getting a freaking ladder match next week between oh, Cody God. Rhodes and Sammy Guevara. Let's, Sammy's let's, gonna almost kill himself, man. Let's talk about this promo. I love this. I love. Do you know what? I, I actually did like this. I, well, I didn't know if you did or not. We and just for everybody out there, we we didn't really we didn't talk about this promo before the show. We haven't no. discussed it, so I have no idea what your thoughts are. I'll just say, I. I it, they're two apples and oranges with Moxley and Cody's promos because one was yeah completely different separate yeah, topics. But just wow, this might have been one of my favorite promos in a long time. That's me. Now, I don't mm. know what your thoughts are and what everybody else. Th- I loved every bit of this. Mm. I loved it. Loved it. Um, obviously, when I knew it was Cody, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> Same reaction as always. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, apart from the fact that he looked like a high school geography teacher trying to act cool in front of the kids with that funky tie. <laughs> um, I mean, who did his wardrobe <clears throat> for this? Because Gosh. they need they need a they need a little little word. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I know that some people hate this. Oh, AEW against WWE and. They're taking shots at them and they're in their head rent free. No, <laughs> uh-huh. it's it's called. It's happened since the dawn of wrestling. Um, yeah. So it's hilariously funny because whatever WWE come back with in any sense is, from my yeah. point of view, lackluster because AEW just speaks actual truth about WWE. So. Yeah, I don't understand it, how that's a bad thing because you watch the product that's not great. And I'll just say, I have no issue at all, and I've said it before in the past, I have no issue at all with, with WWE, uh, I almost said WWF, with WWE <laughs> taking shots like on yeah. air, like taking shots at, at, at uh, it's the business practice that yeah. you have issues with, but the on air taking shots, I, I, I'm cool with it. I don't see yeah. it. I, I grew up in the Monday Night War era when they were literally every night taking shots. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. It's it's yeah. good stuff. So I have no issue with it. They are all grown ups. Yeah. It's and it's, most it's of entertainment. Them are friends. It's Shocking. entertainment. I know. But some of them are friends. Yeah. Um I love the whole like <laughs> Okay, so 
Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk at some time. Yeah. I literally, yeah. um, hold on, let me just get it on my phone. I sent something to Sidgwick. I sent him, um, uh, Cody Rhodes, Forbidden Door, completed it. And he's just like <laughs> desperate for Punk Cody now after that. Like, could you like imagine? Like, basically, Cody complimented Punk and then took the compliment away, stood on it, set yes. it on fire, buried it in the hole, and then put a bomb on top of it. <laughs> I mean, the guy literally was like, yeah, great, see but, but no, me. I did all this amazing stuff. And Whoa, he can say all that. the likes that um, he isn't turning heel. But yeah. I hate to break it to you, dude. <laughs> You are. <laughs> Just accept it. Move on. The first part of accepting stuff is to look at yourself and go, yeah, I am a heel. And just move I, on. <laughs> look, it's, look he, he, he was getting booed. And then all of a sudden, like through, halfway through this promo, he starts getting cheered too. It is so weird. And it's I love so it. Funny. I, it just, it, he, it, this, this felt like the, I don't care, Cody. Like, oh, just, yeah, 100%. I'm just going to I don't have a contract, and... Cody, so I don't care. Yeah, it was... <laughs> and we know he's going to resign. I'm joking when I go when I yeah. say, is he going to resign? I, I, mean, I really doubt I, that he's not, not going to resign. <laughs> but I love this attitude of, I'm, I'm free, man. Like, I'm mm. just going to say whatever, because this might be the last chance I get to say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Brilliant. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. And so his, good. He put so many people over in this, though. And I, know. I think I think it's some of the stuff that's getting overlooked, man. Him putting over uh, um, Jay Lethal. That's the yeah. one cutter that you don't kick out of. So be careful. You know, uh, Randy Orton. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm saying. Um, but people kick out of his cutter, too, you know, of Cody's. Yeah. <laughs> so but the thing is, though, is he, he, you can tell that he, he probably. Like ninety nine point sure percent is resigning because he's putting over AEW talent. Yeah, you don't do that but, if you're just gonna leave. No, and and him putting over uh, Brody King the way he did too. Oh he my god, about, that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you got to have balls. I think that's what he said. Yeah. If you're gonna call yourself Brody in this company. Uh, and it's a good point because I'd wondered if he was going to rename himself just yeah. himself King or not, and I was like, no, he's not. No, but that's he a good, it's a good point. Anyway. Yeah, but that's a, it's a good point though. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's with 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 Brody Lee, it's such a it's you, you don't want to you don't want to have that name association because Brody Lee is was so awesome and he's so yeah. loved in this company and in wrestling. Period. So it would it's funny that you have. We we and we joked about uh, Gunnar McGillicuddy or whatever yeah. whatever he called him. The fact that in if you're not following NXT that or WWE, you've missed that, some hilarious. Yeah, and I don't. I keep up with it on Twitter. If you listen to the show, you know I don't watch any of that. But yep. but they renamed Walter to Gunther, and that's a whole other. There's a whole underlying issue there. Yeah, go Google delve, it. Com- yeah, they'll <laughs> completely into. But it's it's but really it's all about like you know he had an established name too and yeah. changing it to something else when mm. obviously there's a chance here a good reason I would say mm. to to change a name to not call yourself Brody but th- why I mean yeah it's 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 the name you've been going by so why should he have to change mm-hmm. it he didn't have to it was up to him if he wanted to change it and he didn't want to so he's not yeah. he's not you know I just. It's a it's a completely a stark difference of how they're doing names over there mm. in the E than they are here. Uh, and anyway, so the other thing I just wanted to say about the whole yes. Brody thing was, yeah. Anybody else want to see um, negative one square to Brody King in a ring? Because <laughs> <laughs> he Co- Cody mentioned that too. He's like in a few yeah. years. That would be great. Because don't forget. Negative one has a whole dark order. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole faction. Uh, House of Black might need some more members. Yeah, a before few we more get members. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. But how excited are you for this ladder match next week? Oh, I'm excited and absolutely petrified all at the same time. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, beach break. It's it's going to be wild. It's going to yeah. be wild. It's mm. it's it's a can't miss show. 100%. Um, backstage after this, backstage we had Tony Schiavone with. 
Jay Cargill and Anna Jay. And we're going to get the first TBS title defense. It will be Anna Jay versus Jay Cargill. Interestingly, the first TBS title defense will happen on TNT. Mm. It'll be on Rampage. Well, it is a bit weird, but yeah, they're all the same thing, aren't they, really? Well, they, they are, but I just thought it was, it was weird. The very first title defense... It's gonna be on a whole different channel. Yeah, <laughs> not TBS. The other thing I want to like mention about this is John Silver, Anna Jay's manager. <laughs> yeah, it, it apparently is. If he is, I love it. Because... I just love. I went Anna Hungy. I was like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. The House of Black, Melanie yes. Black, and Brody King defeated the Varsity Blondes with the Dante's Inferno. Of course uh, they did. Yes, it was the tag team debut of the Kings of the Black Throne. But I love that name. Yes, it's awesome. Afterwards, uh, Malachi Black was addressing the House of Black, uh, all members of the House of Black rise. He was about to start talking to the crowd when he was interrupted by Pac on a video screen. It was just a video promo, uh, but it was very threatening. Uh, Pac is coming. From Malachi Black. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> <sighs> I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. Um, I've missed Pac. Generally, I've missed him. Um, I feel like he keeps disappearing and it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. uh, just just uh, keep him. But yeah, this is, this is going to be interesting. I, I want to kind of understand the whole, like, Pat can't see thing. Uh, I think he can see now. He took his uh, took oh, his okay. blind, he okay. took his blindfold off. He's, All right, so he's magically cured now. He's out of the bird box. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to um, see what happens because this is quite yeah. intriguing. So, so how did you like the first match with Malachi Black and Brody King? What did you think about Brody King in the ring? Oh my god, I love it. Yeah, man, it's everything a... I like. Like tattoos. Creepy guys that you know, yep, like heavy music and Malachi Blackster, so it's great. He, he's a beast. That oh, yeah. the, the one spot that, that worried me was man, when he when he did like the, the, the tackle on Griff Garrison and Gar- Garrison yeah. went first in the stairs. I wasn't sure if that was supposed to happen or not. <laughs> yeah, like, that looked about ouchy. And I'm not, I, I love Varsity Blondes, I think they're great and they're got a great future in the company. The the one thing with them, when Pillman was going to go springboard off the ropes and he decided mm. not to do it because he was scared of Brody King, mm. I was a little iffy on that spot. I was like, I hated the way that look made Pillman look like, eh, like he, he was too afraid to do a move because of, the thing is I, with- I, know they're, I know they're putting over Brody King, I, I guess, but you're, you're a wrestler, man. <laughs> the only thing that I can say for that is, if you remember when... Um, Julia Hart got misted by Malachi Black. Yeah. Um, Ryan Pillman Jr. kind of acted the same way around that situation. Yeah, so... So, I don't know if it's like... Then maybe tell the, the whole, story where... Yeah, as in, like, Malachi Black changes people. Um, maybe he's, like, not, you know, Ryan Pillman's he... confidence or something. Yeah. I definitely think there's something more to it than just... Him just um, him just being scared. It was yeah. more of there in his head kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see that. That just I, that stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. something, but I tell you, I can't wait. If we're gonna if if this is leading to a one on one confrontation between Pac and um, Malachi Black, I can't wait. Oh, hundred percent. Bring it on! Bring it on! Hundred percent. Then we had uh, we had Cutler Cam. Is that what we're calling this now? Oh when, my uh, God! Bless him. Yeah. I, this is a, a creative way too of of, oh, of, yeah. of shooting vignettes. We talked about reasons for cameras to be there. The Cutler cam, give us give us this once a week. I, I like this. Oh yeah. But this time it was it was Trent Rocky Romero commandeering the Cutler cam, uh, announcing that they're going to be taking on um, the Young Bucks on Rampage. Rapungi Vice making their return as dun, a tag dun, team. Dun. Really, like building on their history. From New yeah. Japan. 
Which they... is really good because I've never seen any of it. Mm-hmm. And so they showed I got a, video... like a really crash course in it. Yeah, they showed a video package later building that up yeah. too. A lot of pa- video from, from New Japan. So you... that's good because not everybody knows. Now, I know of some, and I know a lot of people just in, in hearing about it know they have some yeah. type of history, but don't really know. Just like you said, you hadn't seen it. Yeah. So just to show I us, I knew about that, it. I just not yeah, seen it. Just to show us that video package. Just it's enough to say, whoa, okay, yeah, you know, those look like banger matches. Yeah, I yeah, might yeah. want to check out Rampage's Friday. Yeah. I might want to check that out, and you might want to check it out. <laughs> it's gonna be good. I well, I'm gonna review good. it with you, so I'm checking it out. Yeah, not you, but anybody oh, listening. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking to people listening, like TK. TK, if you're listening, you might want to check out Rampage. <laughs> you know that show you book? Have you ever watched it? <laughs> check it out, man. It's pretty good. <laughs> the other thing that I loved about this whole um, segment is, um, like, Roderick Mayer was being really mean to Brandon Cutler and Trent's like, yeah, don't be mean to him. blow him all the time. Are you okay, Brandon? Are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. It was a, it was a like a perfect good cop bad cop situation. No bullying like, in the workplace, guys. <laughs> it's like you be mean, I'll be nice. Uh, um, all right. Murder Hawk Monster Lance mm. Archer in this next match defeated Frankie Kazarian. This is uh, Lance Archer's well, not his first match back. He had a match on Dark uh, this week, um, but his first like non squash match because that was a squash on Dark. It was a fairly lengthy match. Frankie Kazarian gave him gave him a heck of a match, but eventually uh, Lance Archer won with the blackout and afterwards tried to attack Frankie Kazarian on the outside, but was interrupted by our AEW world champion, Hangman Adam Page, who came out to confront Lance Archer, ended up going back and forth with him and getting the best of the Murder Hawk monster in the end. It was weird seeing that Dan Lambert was with Jake Roberts, and Lance Archer, that's an interesting mm. package there with those three. So, uh, what do you think about everything you saw here in this uh, this match and segment? This is like really bizarre. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about before the show, like obviously there was meant to be a tag match, yes, and that got pulled because of health protocols. So, someone involved, yeah, yeah. Um, is even in contact or has something, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but. I don't get why it was Frankie Kazarian. Surely you just put a jobber on. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it was an in- interesting move putting Frankie in this match. And I think the match was a little longer. I mean, Lance yeah. just came back, so you really want to build him up. Uh, a shorter match, like you said, against, mm. uh, against, against a local talent or somebody else to have a shorter squash type match might have yeah. made it look stronger. Um, so there's there's definitely a reason to go that route too, mm. um, and I'll tell you, you know, I was really I want to make make sure I make this point. I I'm not. Last week I was really down on Lance Archer being in this program for for reasons I, I don't think he's put in this position to win. No, so I I don't like that. We've seen that repeatedly. That being said, I want to make it clear though that I do think a Lance Archer Adam Page match will be awesome. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, no that, doubt. That I'm behind. I think that match will be fantastic, and I'm I will be excited to see that match and to see where mm-hmm. it goes. I just don't like Lance Archer in this spot to lose. No, yep, no. I don't because I think he's great. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and like what we were talking before we started the show, and like was like, well, why is Dan Lambert out there? And my suggestion <laughs> was. Obviously, Jake isn't in the best of health. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. risks still around. Yeah. I don't know if this is true or not, but it's just a theory that I had was whether maybe Jake is kind of passing it on to Dan Lambert to kind of manage Lance Archer. Could just be. Just it looked like he was... It looked like Jake was coaching Dan Lambert on how to manage Lance Archer. <laughs> you may need... And you may need some special coaching in how to manage. Yeah, Lambert. exactly. Just, just saying. While it's it's weird seeing Lambert out there, there there's a potential for it to be entertaining, just because, as you said, it's hard to manage Lance and to see Dan Lambert struggle with. Usually, he's the one in in control of his yeah. his MMA unit or Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. He's very confident doing the talking. Mm. To see Lambert in a situation where he's not as confident. 
to where he's really having to choose his words wisely because yeah. if he says the wrong thing, Lance Archer may rip his head off. Mm-hmm. That that there's potential there for that to be entertaining and to see a yeah. different side of Lambert uh, to where he's more submissive. To I Lance would Archer. definitely like to hear less than Lambert. Yeah, so and, I'm all for that. And there's potential here because he could say the wrong thing, and you're like. Lance is going to shut him up, and we're like, "Yay!" Yep. But then again, you're trying to make Lance to be a heel, so there's a there's a fine line there because you don't want to do that too much. All the if you do, Lance is going to be totally baby faced if he's always mm. shutting Lambert up. There's no way around that. Mm. Um. Then we heard uh, from Dante Martin, Matt Sedano, Lee Moriarty. Uh, Dante apparently is is aligning himself with Matt Sedano, Lee Moriarty now. Uh, seeking their help with his issues with Team Taz, that he's got brothers in Matt Sada and Lee Moriarty while his actual brother is out. And apparently while Leo Rush is actually out, it's he's Leo Rush is still nowhere to be seen. I think his um, music stuff that he's doing. That worries me a little bit because um, I'm, I'm hoping to see Leo back in AEW, man. Excited to see them as a tag team until Dante's brother gets back. That's where I'm yeah. headed because because we just saw Leo take Dante away from Matt Sidell, and then it's just like we're we're right back to it. So, yeah. Um. So keep we'll keep an eye on this. Also, we we got a little video segment from uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, who who don't seem too afraid of Dante Martin. Uh, the line from Powerhouse Hobbs of "You better." Keeping on your front, you're back in both sides because Team Taz built assassins. Yeah, that that was a strong line. Oh, 100. Yeah, I love that because it wasn't an interruption; it was just kind of like a response. It was. So instead of them like walking in on it and like, nah, 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 it exactly. made so much more sense doing it that mm-hmm. way. It was... And also the whole segment with um, both sides of them with Matt Seidel, Lee Moriarty, and. Dante Martin, and then obviously Hobbs and Starks. Mm-hmm. The fact that there was no interviewer as well. Yeah. I yeah, like that was... as well. So it felt, again, kind of like, you know. Very clean. Camera thing, mm-hmm. like, you know, we're going to talk about something. Da, 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 da. So I like that. Yeah, not too muddy where you're like, yeah. there's so much going on. It's just this mm-hmm. and this. Now we heard from both sides. Now yep. we're moving on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this next segment wasn't quite like that though we've, we've seen issues with Layla Hirsch Chris Statlander and Rail Velvet we saw that on on Rampage but at this moment as, as Statlander and Rail Velvet are being interviewed Layla comes in uh, she thinks that they caused them all three to lose their match and she goes after Velvet and Statlander ends up putting Chris Statlander in a, in a submission on the floor an arm bar uh, look brutal Layla Hirsch has a chip on her shoulder and she is ready to uh, attack just about anybody, especially Chris Satlander right now. Yeah, I mean, Hill Layla Hirsch is just yeah brilliant. Yeah, I uh, like I like Hill Layla Hirsch. I also, I mean, I could be well off the mark, well off the mark, but you know how we've always wanted Le- Layla Hirsch in Team Taps? Mm-hmm. The line yes. from Powerhouse Hogs where Team Taz build assassins, and then not so long after Layla Hirsch comes in like that. Uh Uh-huh. I'm probably literally clutching at straws, but I just thought it was quite a little interesting, like, tease, if it is a tease, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it happened right after it. Mm -hmm. So, mm, was it an accident? Was it not? Is, Is Taz finally listening to us? Is that what it is? Does Taz ever listen to anybody apart from Taz? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe Mrs. Taz, but that, that's it. So we were asked on the Q&A about how many interruptions there would be on this show. Yep. This is the only one we officially scored as an interruption. Correct? Yeah. So I think I was closer. I had, I had zero. You had zero. I had six. Yeah. So I think we, yeah, I think, I think that's the only one we'll count. There were some others that were possibilities. The gun club jumping christian backstage but that was more of a a sneak set attack up. yeah the setup right we're not going to really count the pack video package at the end of the malachi black um brody king match right so no. yeah i mean technically that's not really an interruption and then page interrupted lance archer trying to murder frankie kazarian but come on he was saving fight life that's not yeah. really an interruption that was him coming out to make a save yeah okay so only one interruption see 
they listen. They um, can do it. They can do it. I, I think there was, after last week, I really do think they challenged themselves to see if they could do a show yeah. with minimal interruptions. And I, and it makes it makes a big difference in how the show felt. How it, it also flows so much better. Absolutely, because like interruptions, like especially like in interviews and stuff, it's so stop and start. Yep, yep. I think it's a uh, it's just a lot cleaner this way. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, Serena Deeb next <laughs> uh, defeated Sky Blue. This was probably just about the same match as CM Punk Sean Spears. Yeah. Except she she played with her food a little bit before she yeah. finished her off, um, but she she ended up making her tap out to the Serenity Lock. But she was she was taught a lesson by Serenity mm-hmm. by the professor. But I think we're going to see a lot more matches like this with Serenity versus younger talent in the, uh, the yeah. Coming week. And also, it, if you look at it from an objective point of view, it's ideal for up and coming talent as well. Bingo. That's like, it. How, how else are you going to like like? If you want to learn like top tier wrestling and yep. you're in the women's division, Serena Deep? <laughs> yep. Yep. You're you're basically, I think, in a lot of these matches with Serena Deep and Younger Talent, you're watching a lesson. Um, yeah, you're it's almost like you're you're watching part of a piece of wrestling school with yeah. legit like she's showing them things. On national TV, which is so great watching them grow out there. Yeah. Uh, some people may not be for that. They're like, hey, keep that stuff behind the scenes or whatever. But I think this done in such a way to where it fits her story. It fits that she's the professor, that she's going out here, she's coming out to brutalize this younger talent to teach them that they don't belong. But it's, it's double layered. She's doing that as a character, yes. But in this, like you said, she's teaching them really. She cares about these younger talent in yeah. reality. And she's there learning a lot by being able to work with somebody like Serena Deep. Yeah. I could learn a lot by working with somebody like Serena Deep. <laughs> Any of us could. We could learn a lot about professional re- wrestling working with somebody like Serena Deep. Yeah. She and feels also, like she's yeah. the she's AEW's version of, of the female Bret Hart right now. Yeah. It kind of she has that feel to her. But also it's really interesting because like you said, some people may not enjoy seeing like this type of thing, like, you know, younger up and coming talent, you know. Like being squashed by like a really yeah. high level professional and should keep it backstage type thing. But I sort of disagree with that whole thing because at the essence of it, wrestling is a sport and it's a performance. Yeah. If you are learning your craft completely behind closed doors, you yep. can learn the sports side of it. Mm-hmm. But if you're not in front of a crowd and how to react to a crowd and how to sell and like, you know, what gets them fired up, what doesn't, what do, all that type of stuff, you need to be in front of a crowd for the performance teaching. Mm-hmm. So I personally think this is obviously get the fundamentals done backstage because nobody wants to, you know, that isn't fair. But yeah. once then fundamentals are laid down and it's just polishing up and like just, you know, Polishing the move sets and you know probably adding bits and things here and there. Yeah, definitely the performance side of things, a hundred percent in front of a crowd because no other way are you going to be able to learn how to be in front of a crowd without a crowd. True, <laughs> that's that's kind of it's different. It's it. different than like four people stood around a training wrestling ring going, Way! where like there's fourteen thousand people reacting. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I disagree with those people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think Sky Blue looked good in this match. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously not Serena D, but who is other than Serena D? But mm-hmm. I, she, she looked good. And I think it's, it, as much as we're talking about how this is, uh, matches like this are, are part of Serena Deep's character, I think, like, for even for somebody like Sky Blue, that down the road, this could be part of her story too. Cause yeah. there, there's, there could come a day where, we circle back and it's like, you know, yeah, I've, I've been beaten by you three, three, four times in my career. Yeah. But everything you've beaten me, I've taken in and learned. And now it's coming back yeah. because now the student is going to beat the professor. So there's, yeah, there, there's even a positive story for not just learning. You can actual legacy stuff yes. with this type of thing. Mm-hmm. You can come back to this. And I think, I think there's a hot side for something like sky blue. Mm. Um, and I think perfect for this spot because she looked, you know, she looked 
young and innocent. Yeah. And look look like like we've She does like, look so sweet. Like the lion taking down a gazelle. That yeah. kind of thing. It had that 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 feel to it. And it's supposed to. You're supposed to, you're supposed to feel yeah. sympathy uh, for Sky Blue and it worked really well. Oh. Uh, so, some more of this stuff with Dean, please. Yes. Then we had another Dan Lambert sighting. He was backstage with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and we found out that Ethan Page is a brave or idiotic human being. Wants him some John Moxley on Rampage. Ugh. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, yay for me to watch it. Husband probably won't be impressed because he's home at the weekend. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, Ethan Page. Um, going back to Canada with his arm and a plaster, probably. Taking the L. Taking yep. the L. Hmm. All right. Now this next segment was very. It was heavily discussed on Twitter last night. So okay. interested to get your thoughts on it. It was the merger or the business deal going down between. Andrade and Matt Hardy as Andrade is now the 51% owner of the HFO. <laughs> it's not the HFO anymore. It's the AHFO. Uh, a lot of letters in there. Um, yeah. so, so what do you think about this business deal that has gone down? Look, I'm not the biggest fan of this whole Hardy office shindig. Um, yeah. I don't feel like it's ever really got going. Um, I love the fact that Private Party are like complete Hardy Boy marks anyway, because that's just <laughs> hilarious. Um, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes 100% sense. And I'd be the same. But yeah. um, I don't really care about the whole business thing. What yeah. I am interested in is what this means. <laughs> and yes. if it means what I think people think it means, then I am very, very excited. Mm-hmm. I also would like to point out that the private party were very excited. And obviously, um, Jose was very excited and Andrade and Matt Hardy. But if you look at the back, three people mm-hmm. that do not look impressed. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was the butcher, the blade, and Edwin. the bunny. Yes, they did and, not look happy. And considering how she's been recently, I would be scared, Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying people have been talking about out there is that this could mean the end for the Hardy family office as we see it. We think Andrade yeah. is going to eventually take over. Matt Hardy is going to be out. Private Party might be out. I don't know. Uh, the the Bunny, the Blade, and the Butcher look, don't look happy, so they're probably going to leave. Uh, so you think this could be the dismantling of the Hardy family office. Mm. And so. somebody may arrive. Who who are we thinking may arrive? I don't know. Have you ever heard of this wrestler called Jeff Hardy? I mean, he wasn't that big or anything. That's right. I've heard of him. So this, this could all lead to the eventual, um, yeah, Matt Hardy not being a part of any of this anymore and being a part of a tag team called the Hardy Boys. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're not that well known. Um, hey, they uh, you literally have to be like in the depths of wrestling to know about this team. It is a, it is a pretty stacked tag division, so them them youngins have to work their way up. Oh, hundred like percent. Just like everybody else, they will have to pay their dues. <laughs> Maybe people will uh, recognize them. We'll see. You never know. I mean, <laughs> N- another one. Them, days. Another one of indie tag teams nobody's heard of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder how many people that's annoyed. <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will say. I, I will. I'll never get tired of hearing Andrade talk about wanting to recruit that that I kid. Know. That, that, that 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 kid that works for Steam. That kid that works for Steam. Because Matt Hardy was like, who? And so went. He's talking about Darby Allen. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I, I want. I'm so. Look, I love Darby Allen and Sting. They are fantastic, but I so want that interaction, just like Darby Allen looking at him going, "Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want the feud between Andrade and and, and uh, Darby Allen, just so Andrade can look confused." I was like, "Why are you mad?" I'm, he doesn't understand why Darby's mad that he wants he wants to hire him. He doesn't understand. I'm like, making I'm, money. I don't get I this. Thought I, was, I thought I was doing a good thing for you, kid. 
<laughs> I'm trying to elevate you. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I would just love to see him baffled by why. I want to see, like, Sting, angry. like, I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> um, so, main event time. Uh, Sting and Darby <laughs> Allen defeated the acclaimed in the main event, and it was right off the bat, it was a handicap match. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Darby, like, getting the chair to the throat, and we're thinking, ah, he's can't breathe his throat's been crushed and look what we've discussed so much is that it's great that we see sting in these tag matches because darby or whoever he's tagging with can do the majority of the work in the ring you still get sting you still get the legend you still get the legend in the ring but you don't have to put him out there too much but then all of a sudden you're like well crap we were wrong (laughs) handicap match now what dude can go (laughs) now you gotta do double the work yeah but he the spots he had, the diving off the stage. My what? God. But in the end, though, it was Darby getting the uh, hitting the coffin drop for the victory, uh, pinning uh, Anthony Bowen. Yeah, he, so. couldn't, he couldn't let Sting have all the glory. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. What did you yeah. think about this main event, though? This this was good. Um, look, I love the acclaimed, and I love Darby Allen and Sting. I I. <laughs> I've just remembered when I don't know if anybody else caught this or if it's just uh-huh. my emo ears. Um but when when they when they threw Darby into the ring post with the chair around his neck, uh-huh. I think it was Bones that went, um, welcome to the Black Parade. Threw <laughs> <laughs> him. I literally spat cups of tea over my floor. Because I was not expecting that reference and nostalgia hit from 2006 to be in wrestling. <laughs> so, thank you. Um, I, oh, yeah, it's just brilliant. And I love the whole um, the goth phase thing because I left it and I came back to it and I'm stuck. So, the, it happens. <laughs> the video package beforehand, by the way. Oh, uh, God. Which was, you know, typically we get these Darby Allen black yeah. and white videos you know yeah, and that's yeah, what they're yeah. making fun of it's a parody of that yeah i love that yeah i love the the end of the video with with uh caster with the bat it's showtime folks i love i love the acclaimed i know they I'm, are such like comedy gold yeah there's such a high ceiling for them uh but the right team won in my opinion yeah yeah point. yeah yeah do you know what i want i want the acclaimed against 2.0 oh yes see you know i know we were talking about one of those two getting a shot at the uh, at revolution at the tag titles yeah give me a, a match between them before then the yeah. who's gonna go on the face number one contender <laughs> yeah something that'd be great uh, but yeah, a fun show. It's just a, a night and day, in my opinion, from yeah. last week. Uh, they listen. I, I, I've, I've said this time and time again. I really think that that Tony Khan and, and AEW officials listen to what people say. They care. Yeah. They want the show to be the kind of show we want to watch. And I yeah. know it can it can never be perfect because there's always something that will appeal to somebody and not appeal to somebody else. Yeah. But I think a show like this that had something for just about everybody and, mm. it, and it was it was clean enough it didn't have all these these interferences that we talked about mm. it just felt crisp a mm-hmm. really good show and i know they all can't be perfect but this was if we get a show on in 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 the same you know likeness of this one each week i don't see what overall anybody can complain about i mean it's no. just a fantastic show yep 100 um, and speaking of a fantastic show, we got two more coming up. Rampage Friday. We're going to have Ethan Page versus John Moxley. Good luck, Ethan Page. <laughs> you, I would not want to be the first person to face Moxley when he's like that. No, no. I, I would literally be like, no, I'm, I, I can't make it in that day. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have the Young Bucks versus Rapongi Vice. So um, good. And then they're also sending Hook again. Hook is taking on Serpentico. That should be good. And this, the Rampage is going to be live this Friday, too. Yep. It's not going to be a recorded one. They did not record it with, with Dynamite, a live one. We don't get these that often, so awesome. And um, also, can we just mention, mm-hmm. Mox is working Friday live, and then he's at the GCW event. Ooh, man. 
when he's back, he's back. You know, oh yeah, he, 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 he ain't messing around. He's like no, easing back into it. No, let's go. The on switch has been flipped, and there's no going back. Yeah. Um. But uh, dynamite is going to be in Cleveland. It's so funny saying Cleveland for beach break, but yeah. it is it is what it is, folks. We're going to have a beach break in Cleveland, uh, but it's going to be fun. We're going to have the TNT title unification match. The TNT champion, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, will take on the interim T- TNT champion Sammy Guevara in a ladder match. He was in Brazil. Yes, yeah, he was in Brazil. He was in Brazil doing the cue cards. Uh, the cue card thing. That was great. Yeah. Um, we have Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy in a lights out match. <sighs> Buckle up, folks. So good. Yo, Vince, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting more blood. How'd you like these apples? <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho. I sounded like a Simpson character then. You did. How? He did, kind of. Uh, Chris Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz will be taking on Daniel Garcia in 2.0, and we wonder how Jericho and, and Proud and Powerful are going to work together. I wonder if Eddie turns up. Um, and then we also have Layla Hirsch taking on Red Velvet. Oh, that, that match was announced be late. good. Yes. Um, so, yeah, man, I feel like with this show – uh, we're always excited for AEW. I feel like this just really. Yeah. It, it, it was so many reasons it felt this way. And Moxley's return, uh, to me, Cody's I don't care attitude. It's just mm-hmm. so unpredictable. Uh, the fact that we have these awesome matches coming up with the ladder match and the lights out match and stuff going on in the women's division. It's just. There's a lot to get excited about in AEW right now. So. Yeah, 2022 uh, so far. Yes. It's quite a strong um, prospect mm-hmm. at the moment. Absolutely. Um, so looking forward to both of these shows. Can't wait. Yes. Um, but before we let you go, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter so we can all talk about AEW together. Uh, follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Thank y'all so much for listening. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Moxley's back. Woohoo! <laughs> ah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking to people listening, like TK. TK, if you're listening, you might want to check out Rampage. <laughs> you know that show you book? Have you ever watched it? <laughs> check it out, man. It's pretty good. <laughs>